Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juz'amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. You can see most rich people, you, know, you can see like in India, it has become big illness that you know, many, many rich people, their wedding party is so huge, so bad, and actually does not have any bark anyway. And after that, the problems start you know, in, in the family. So much money, sometimes you know, the, the guests are coming by, by the planes and this and that, and you know, they hire you know, the huge you know, palaces. Uh, you know, and the money that is spent actually is, nobody can count how much money they spent, but no baraka. That's what they do, because they don't spend money in the lawful way. There are so many widows and orphans and poor, poor needy people around them, they don't take care of them. If they, those people come to them, that actually I remember, once there are very, very rich people in our area, very rich Muslim, and you know, big pilots, he has got built houses, so much money for him. And people of the madrasa where I was studying, the madrasa people, they say whenever we went to him, to take some money, you know, for the madrasa, what he used to do, he would put some money, a money, uh, in, in the envelope properly and give it to us. When we come, we open only one rupee. For the madrasa, only one rupee. And, you know, millions of rupees. But, it is a, but what actually happened, some, somehow, somebody turned to the house, killed the person, and until now, nobody knows who killed and what happened to the finish. All the wealth actually after that had been distributed by his far relatives who he never called. They actually were enemies. He never, he never liked them, never hosted them, and now they got all his properties even if he did not want. This is what happens. If people don't spend their money properly as Allah commands, it is wasted, it is used by the people who you hate. You don't want to give, it is going to be misused by them. So Quran saying, you know, He said, I destroyed you know, plenty of the wealth. That he thinks that nobody has seen him. And then the Quran says, you know, think properly, understand properly. You have, we have created you in the best structure. You know, the purpose for which I have created you, every single part of your body helps for that purpose. You know, you think properly. Didn't I make for him two eyes? You know, I make you eyes, two eyes for you. And you still you are blind? Why don't you use your eyes? There are two eyes for you and you are blind. You don't think properly, don't understand properly. You know, you just want to enjoy this life. It's not for enjoyment. You know, think properly. If somebody keeps eating, keeps eating, and makes you know, his belly bigger and huge, do you think he's a wise person? You'll think he's stupid. He does not understand it properly. If he has any mind, he will think properly. The Quran says, think, didn't I make for you two eyes? And the eyes, you know, like we, because, you know, we, we say in Urdu language, I, I, I don't know if it is expression in English or not, to people in Urdu language, they say that, you know, ye hai, jo hai, ki hai. 
you know, these eyes which Allah has made for you, they are not eyes of buffalo and, and cows. They are different eyes. You know, if you use the eyes as the cows use, this is not right way. If you use your eyes as buffalo use, this is not right way. You know, their eyes are different. You know, cows have eyes, sheep have eyes, but you know, for a small, very small purpose, just they can walk properly, they can eat, that's how, how their life is. But is your eyes for that purpose? That you eat and drink and enjoy the life? Your eyes are for different purpose. That the Quran says, Alam Didn't I make for you two eyes? Didn't I make for him two eyes? So these two eyes, they can see beyond certain things. They are not only don't see the immediate thing, they see beyond the curtains. These eyes can see more than that. They can see harmful things. You know, when you see a food, a nice tasty food, and you tell, people tell you that but it has got poison, then you, you know, it reminds you, and you can see beyond that. So you know if I eat and enjoy that, I'm going to die. Are you going to eat it? You are not going to eat it. You know, if you, if you see a food has got, you know, rotten and has a bad smell, you know, and you can see that, you know, how the shape has changed, are you going to eat it? No, because, you know, it is not just because, you know, it is something bring enjoyment, you're going to eat it. So people always see more than the animals. And if they so, don't see, they are going to suffer. So certainly, for the day hereafter, they must see actually better than that. The Quran is saying, Alam naj'al lahu Didn't I make for, didn't we make for them two eyes? Walisana wa shafataini. And didn't I make for them a tongue and two lips? You know, for what purpose? This tongue and, and two lips are. Only to eat and drink and enjoy the life? Is the purpose? Just think really, why Allah SWT has given this tongue and two lips? Why they are different from the, from the animals? Why Allah SWT made them different? So use them properly, speak properly, and then you te- teach people properly. Then you tell the people that these are our first, help them. These are widows, help them. So Lisana wa Shafatayna, Allah SWT make the in the tongue and He has given you two lips. So He can, can command the good and forbid the evil. You can encourage the people to help the poor people. That's the purpose of this Lisana Shafatayna is. So you know, Allah has made you different from the animals. Two eyes different from the animal's eyes. A tongue and lips for a different purpose. So you know, you see properly, understand properly, knowledge goes in your mind deep, and then after that, use your sense to you know, teach these things properly. So lisana wa shafatain. And then the Quran says, And then we guided him, both paths. You know, it, it was enough for the people, if anybody has got two eyes and tongue and the lips properly, they should find a way in this world. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most merciful. So much mercy upon the people. It is not that only, you know, he created them in a way which can help them. After that, he guided them both ways. He sent the messengers, prophets, revealed the books. Make both ways very clearly that people who thank me, this is their path. People who don't thank me, this is what will happen to them. People who have sabr, patience, this is what will happen to them. Those who don't have patience, this is what is going to happen to them. People who listen to me, obey me, this is what is going to happen to them. People who don't listen to me, you know, everything has been made so clear in the Quran, in every revelation. And the messengers came, they spent all their life to teach people both paths properly, clearly. And then the history of the mankind, like the Quran has been telling what happened to Firaun, what happened to Ad and Thamud, so clearly. You know, Quran says, Both parts we made so clear by revelation, by sending the messenger, and by the history of the mankind, reminding you the history. Look, nothing is unclear to you. And then I still, you want to be on, on the wrong path? 
still you want to commit, the, you know, all, all the crimes and the sins, you want to do all the evils, still, you know, to, you, know you have no excuse. No excuse are there. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created the mankind for suffering, but he has given for that purpose them in all the things which can enable them. This structure, use your mind, use your eyes, use your hearing, use your tongue and list properly and think properly. Basically, you have to think beyond the curtains. Look beyond the curtain. Don't look at just immediate things as the animals do. Don't, don't see far away. But the believers, human beings, they expected to see far away. Firaun think that the river of the, of the Egypt, they are under his control. No, if he had any sense, he can think really that the river, river of Egypt, they existed there before he was born. Firaun think he feeds the people. But if he is mind, he can know people existed in Egypt before he was born. He himself has got a father. Namrud thinks that he can make death and life for the people. If he uses his mind properly, he can see that people existed in the world before he was born. And one day he will die and people will continue. The Quran is commanding the people to think properly and use the sense properly. And we have guided him both paths. You know, in this surah, since hardship and struggle is a very important theme of this surah, to let me make also very clear, the way of Allah is that when he had made these two paths, the path of the achievement, he has made difficult. It looks difficult, but after that, after you have walked on the path, you feel satisfaction. The path of the destruction, the path of the evil, he had made a kind to your desire. To desire makes it easier. For it is hard, but desire makes it easier. People like to enjoy eating. So he had made that easy. To, you know, haram and halal don't make any clear things like that. You know, these two things are all the time there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to go for the harder life, not the easier one. The easier one is enjoyment, eating, drinking, and all those sleeping, doing nothing. But the hard part is, no, spend money, earn money, make effort, then spend money, wake up in the night, do the ibadah. This is the hardship is always you know, reminded to the people. Because the thing really is in the Quran that you cannot buy paradise by doing things which are convenient. It's not. The price of the paradise is not things which are done in a convenient way, convenient manner. The, you know, the price for paradise actually is you know, doing things when things are not convenient to you. For example, you know, if you come to a crowd and you are you know, a gathering, Muslim gathering, and everybody is praying, not is convenient to you for a prayer, and then you pray. And then after that you come home, nobody is praying, you forget the prayer, you never do this. You can't get paradise by that. Paradise is not the two things which are convenient to you. Paradise, paradise actually for you is, you do things even if they are not convenient to you. And Allah will make the path of paradise inconvenient to you. It will have all the way, it will, have, it will test your, your will. How much will you have got? It will test you all the time. It will happen sometime that when you wake up for the Fajr prayer and you know you have slept properly. But also it will happen many, many times that you, the time of the Fajr will come, but you still feel to sleep more. You feel that you are tired. You feel you have got a pain in your body. But now you must do the prayer. Because you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not made the way of the paradise convenient way. It is actually some, very often happens in, in convenience will be there. Similarly, you know, you need money for your house, for your family. 
and then somebody else in your neighborhood or somewhere else, they are more needy for that money. Now you must spend money for the people who are more needy than you. Allah will test you. This will keep coming. So simple thing basically is, if you want to get the paradise, it is not easy. Quran says, Do you think that that you enter paradise and you know all those sufferings which happened to earlier people had not come to you? Paradise never can be bought by easy ticket. Paradise always needs suffering and hardship and this actually happened for all the prophets and all the messengers. So now the Quran says, فَلَقْتَحَ مَلْعَقَبَةً Quran says, but he has not attempted, you know, uh, you know, Aqaba. Aqaba basically means that valley which is very difficult to pass, you know, mountains and the stones and rocks, it's not easy to talk, to, to walk and, you know, climbing, you know, ascending, not easy. And Iqtahama means when you make effort and you make hardship and struggle to, 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 to climb that. So Aqaba is basically a valley or a mountain, hill area, in rocks and all that's very, very difficult to pass by. And iqtahama means to make effort and attempt to, to overcome that, that hardship. The Quran said there are two najdan. Fahadainahu and najdan. Two paths are there. One path is aqaba. In a very hard valley, difficult path, not easy to walk in mountains, in hills, stones, and all those things. And when you climb that, you really need to have a hardship, not easy. And the other path is like going down, your desires, you know, don't do nothing. You know, for sleeping, does sleeping need any hardship? Keep lying on the bed. Actually, there have been people who used to enjoy, like you know, many of these Nawabs in India, last Lord, they just used to sleep, all the time sleeping. They, so much, in, they, they love sleeping. They did not like even to wake up. And like, you know, one of the Nawabs of India, people said this story, I don't know if it's true, that, you know, he was sleeping and Paris all the time sleep. And then the palace got the fire. So the servants came and they said to him that, you know, now wake up, there's fire. So he said, no, how far is the fire? They said, no, it is on the gate. He said, no, don't worry. I'm still, it is far away, sleeping. Then fire comes nearer. The servants keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. But, you know, it's still far away from his, his bedroom. And he's there. Until all the servants, they, they jumped. They left the house. And he was burnt in, in that. So, you know, this, this you know, not, cannot get paradise by doing something like that. You need to have aqaba. So Quran said, We guided him both paths. The path which is Aqaba, tough path, not easy, and directly human challenge, is challenge. You know, human beings are created for challenge, accepting the challenges. You know, learn how to work harder. And you can see in this world, really, those who, like you know, see in, in the exam, in the, in, in the universities, people who work harder, they wake up the night, they are the one who achieve, you know, a good marks and good result. And those who just remain lazy and sleeping, an easy life, eating and drinking and spending night, you know, in those things which can bring enjoyment, they don't achieve anything. So for, hard, for good success, you need hardship. So Quran says, we have guided him both paths. But the path of paradise is aqaba. It's really difficult, not easy. فَلَقْتَ aqaba. But he, he never made attempt, you know, for, for, to ascend, you know, to come overcome that valley, that hard, uh, you, know, uh, you know, hill. He never made he never made this, this effort. And Quran, the Quran says, وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا aqaba." You know, what makes you to know what aqaba is? You know, what, what aqaba Do you know what aqaba is? Now Quran is saying that what, what really is. Well, Quran is, you know, it is a nice expression. The first Quran said, two paths, najdain. Then Quran wants to say one of the najdain, one of the path is difficult. 
It's really hard, not easy. And then Quran, like Aqaba, it stops you from, Aqaba basically means anything that stops you from moving. It is so difficult that at every step you are discouraged. You cannot, it really makes hardship. Like when you climb on something, it takes, but even if you go down, it's easy. The path to paradise is like climbing the mountain. And at every step you have to make a struggle. You know, make hard until you die. Until the death struggle must, must remain. So first the Quran said two paths. Then the Quran said the path to paradise is very difficult. Aqaba, like ascending. And then the Quran said, do you know what that is? Now Quran explains what actually that hardship is. This actually what is. So the Quran is saying that what is this hardship? You know, you earn money. You know, to enjoy the life. But Quran is saying you earn money to free the slave. Is it easy? You know, you will think that I spent so much time and you know, just give my money to someone else. I have been doing all the hardship, earning money, not easy. And after earning money, instead of enjoying the life, you ask me to spend to free the slave. And you consider freeing the slave in Islam has been such a big virtue. You see, this old Aqaba is the big valley, big, you know, difficult life. Quran is starting with freeing the slave. <coughs> and when the Quran is saying to free the slave, Quran does not mean only Muslim slaves. And also in Mecca, how many Muslim slaves were there anyway? Most slaves in Mecca and Medina, most will be unbelievers, not Muslim. But freeing the slave itself has been such important virtue. And that occurs in all the kafar and everything. You know, Islam all the time in keep encouraging the people to free the slave. Spend money to free the One of the big virtues. Once Aisha Dallatana, when, when Aisha Dallatana, she went to the battle of Jamal, you know, Kaimil, and she thought that she had done a mistake to for that purpose to, you know, to for, for against her sin, she bought so many slaves and freed them. And many other people, they, one of the virtues that people, Muslims always have been doing is to buy the slaves and free them, or to help towards the freedom of the slaves. That thing really, if it is a, in a, such a big virtue for, for believers to free a slave, do you think they are going to make slaves? People have got the bright idea that Islam actually means slavery. No, it's not like, not like that. Islam actually came to make this easier, to free the slave. To pay. Actually, also Islam makes so many different laws. If you cannot free the whole slave, free part of the slave. And what actually happens Islamic law is, if you free part of the slave, then the slave never can be sold. So Islam wants to make the you know, freedom of the slave easier. So for example, I don't have you know, 1,000 pounds to free a slave. But I can pay 100 pounds. So I said to the master, you know, I want to free him. But at the moment, take 100 pounds for me. So I you know, freed one part of the slave, rest, you know, later on of somebody else. And then he accepted. Now the master cannot sell the slave. You see? Even if I part of the money, you can stop, stop actually selling the slave. So many ways. Similarly, you know, Islam has made also this thing that you, know, you can make a you know, you are, you are a weak person, you are a old person, you want, want a servant. But after you die, why you want to make your, this slave a slave for all life? You know, you just wanted help in your life. So why don't you make, write a will that, okay, this my slave is for my life. After my life is freed. And you can write, this mudabbar, you can do tadbir. And then he will come free. After your death, he will come free. So there are so many ways, muqataba, 
Quran, you know, Islamic way is that you know, if you are, don't want to free the slave because you have seen spending money, then why don't you make a contract with your slave? Tell your slave that you know, I have bought you for 1,000 pounds, go and earn money, pay me 1,000 pounds, you are free. Mukataba, kitaba. And then so many kafarat, if people break the fasting of the month of Ramadan, free a slave. If people break their oath, free a slave. If you do this, free a slave. If somebody kills by, by mistake someone, you know, free a slave. You know, freeing a slave, you know, so many kafarat, and also it has become one of the good virtue. So when the Quran is starting to tell people, you know, the hard part of the, part of the life, Quran starts with the word, fakku raqabatin. You know, to fuck to free a neck. So what a neck, neck, because neck basically, because when people are slave, the neck is basically under, in, uh, under the pressure. So fakku raqabatin. Aw ita'amun fi yawmin dhi masghaba. And second thing Quran is saying, feeding in the day of hunger. When everybody has, when there is famine, when there is hunger, people don't have enough food. That moment to feed the people, that is the hardship. That is the difficult path. That is not easy, easy task. You know, you can see really the Islamic Islam, the way of Islam is not the way of the lazy people. The way of Islam is not the way of the covered people. The way of Islam is always for the brave people, for the strong people, for the people who are ready for the sacrifice, it's not easy. But we Muslims, we have made Islam in a way that people think Muslims are lazy, Muslims don't work hard, do nothing. Because we are not doing Islam. If you follow the Islam, you don't have rest here. There's no resting in Islam. All the time keep traveling. And that's why the Prophet used to praise the believers are right, the believers are those who always are in hal and tarhal. Means whenever they come down anywhere, rest and then move. Believers, whenever they get off, you know, for any destination, they're traveling and then they, you know, they, they want to sleep. They sleep and then again move. Believers always keep moving. They never stay. This is true. Believers really never enjoy the life by resting. The Quran says, فَقْقُ رَقَبَتٍ Freeing a slave. اَوْتَعَامٌ فِي يَوْمٍ ذِي مَسْغَبَ Feeding in the day of hunger. And that actually also has been one of the generous way of many Arab people even before Islam. So we should not deny, we should be fair to the people. There have been Arabs in the time of the hunger and the famine, they used to still be generous. And sometime in, in the night, they used to lit the fire in front of their house. So people who are travelers and all those in the night, they see the fire, so they come there and they have food. So that's how the people have been you know, doing this thing. That you know, people come there. And, 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 and these people, and there's so much praise in Arabic poetry, and also Quran really praise, no doubt, that many, many Arabs, they have been very generous. So Quran says this is a right, one of the right way, that, you know, be generous to the, feed the people in the time of the hunger. Or feeding the people, feeding in the time of hunger and famine. Feeding who? Yatiman da maqraba. And orphan, who is, who is related to you? Because what people of the family used to do, to, for example, if you are uncle of someone and you know, your nephew, his father has died, what people used to do? They used to make a way to take all his wealth and property before he grows up, before he knows, and to spend everything to destroy. You know, if you're related, related, you should be more generous, you should be more helpful. Don't take his property, spend from your own property on him. You know, that actually how the people used to do in the past, many, many Muslims, you know, after, the, after these verses, you know, whenever any orphan became part of their family, 
they used to spend on the orphan from their own money. And when the orphan grew up, became adult, then gave all his property to him, he can use. But they used to feed him from their own money, from their own food. So Quran said, you know, Yatiman the Makaraba, those orphans who are related to you, feed them. Our miskin and the Mataraba, our poor person, uh, you know, who is, uh, you know, where, you know, in just, uh, you know, so much in the hung, hungry. Matara basically means when people become so much hungry and they lie on, 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 the, on the earth, they can't move. The Matara is so much need of the food. Like in Kanabu Haradhanath said, sometimes because of the hunger, I used to lie down on the ground and asking people, you know, uh, so they can help me. So Matraba, somebody who's such a, such a need. So Quran is saying, you know, the people around you in Makkah al-Mukarramah, they're orphans who are related to you, and you help, don't help them. They're miskin, poor people, and there's so much need that there's no, no food to eat. They can't even stand, you know, straight away. They are just in, lying down on the ground. So Quran says, you know, this is the, the Aqaba. Our miskin, the Matraba, you know, feeding the miskin people, you know, who are in the poverty. And then Quran says, Thumma And more than that is that you know the Aqaba basically is that then he becomes So why the Quran is he because the Quran basically the reason is because these people used to say that we have done this, we have done this. The Quran wants to say that you know this is not the right way. The right way is to do aqaba, to, to ascend, you know, the aqaba. And aqaba is just freeing the slave and feeding. And then you become from those people. Thumma kana, then, you know, and more, more than that, he became from those who believe. Amanu, watawasaw bil sabr, watawasaw bil marhama. And then they advise everybody, each other, to be of patience. And they advise everyone to do mercy. So these are the way of, you know, people who have chosen the right path and really want to have hardship in their life. So they free the slave, they feed the poor, needy people, and then after that, you know, they respect this house, worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I can see the house has got two duties, worship and spending. In Layla for Quraysh and also in Susul Kawthar, both duties are mentioned. So they, you know, they become among those who are believers, and then they made advice to everybody of sabr and marhama. Why you pronounce sabr and marhama? So sabr basically is that in the path of the right, you have difficulties, problems, hardship, poverty, and all those things, they don't complain, remain firm. Like the Prophet Muhammad he never complained any hardship. And marhama means when you have got so much, we can give to other people. So do mercy upon them. Share all those things with, with other people. That's why I mentioned here that part of the uluhiyya ibadah is iman and the amal. The Quran mentioned that. And then after that, sabr and marhama. So, you know, whenever difficulty comes, problems comes, don't complain. Be patient and be firm. And whenever you have easy life, then don't enjoy. Be merciful, give to other people. And uh, I consider many, many, many companions, they're very, very poor. But they used to work all the day for the Jews. And they used to get some money for their work. Not because they want to eat and drink. And then they used to give that money in charity. They used to work for charity. They used to work that they get money so they can spend the charity. You know, this, this actually, that's what Quran wants. Allah wants to, want to create you know, people who are believers, worshippers, the lords, and merciful to the people and kind to the people. If, you know, society becomes like that. 
you know how is but you know in our time you can see when everybody wants to take from other people hatred and you know jealousy and problems in you know, so much in the society and you know in the way Allah Subhanahu wants it that everybody is sacrificing everybody is kind to the people to thumma kana min alladhina amanu wa tawasaw bis sabr wa tawasaw bil marhama and this advice has been given in the Quran all the time in surah surah al-asr same thing Quran says illa alladhina amanu wa amilu salihat wa tawasaw bil haqq wa tawasaw bis sabr same in Surah Tin, same everywhere in the Quran. The only thing people need to do is this thing Iman, Amal Salih, Sabr, and Rahma, mercy. There's no other cure. For the success of the mankind, you know, for, you know, uh, and to have right path and the real hardship in the life, what people need to do, this thing, nothing else. You know, like people, one of the poets said, Yake dawa ast badaru shifa imaykadaha. As her marat ki banalant, banalat ka se sharab dehand. You know, in the, in the place of, you know, in the, in the wine shops where they, you know, place for the cure, they have got no medicine other than one. Anybody who complains of any illness, they give him wine. They don't have any cure other than giving, no treatment other than giving the wine. So whenever somebody complains about any illness, they don't have any cure. Other, any, any treatment other than giving wine. So no doubt really. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way is that whenever any difficulty comes in the life, any problems in for the humanity, the only cure is these things. Iman, Amal, Sabr and Rahma, mercy. There is nothing, no other cure for the people. If people them this, this thing properly, how much they need to do? As I have mentioned in the previous surah, Ya ayyatuhan nafsul mutma'inna. Keep spending money until you become content with the rububiyah of Allah. The Allah gives me. I don't give the people, Allah gives me. Keep worshipping him until you become content that you have no complaint about Allah's commands. Whatever ibadah he commands, you do in the night and the day, never complain. When in the ibadah and in belief in the rububiyah, you become content with the full tawakkul of Allah, which trusts in Allah, then Quran says, what about these people? Those are the people of the right hand. So Allah has divided up because Quran mentioned two paths. One path is difficult, one is easy. The people who walk on the, right, on, the, on, the, on the difficult path, they are the people of the right hand. The people who walk on the easy path, desire and all those things, they are the people of the left hand. People of the right hand, they will go to paradise. They will go to actually the pleasure of Allah, Allah will be happy with them. And the people who are on the, on the left path, they are the lose, people, uh, uh, you know, uh, they are the losers. Yeah, one thing here is understand this thing, Thumma. You know, Quran mentioned about the Aqaba, that uh, freeing the slave or feeding the poor, feeding the people in, 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 in time of the famine, and then Quran says, then he became for those who believe. So one should not think that, you know, Islam starts with freeing the slave and feeding the people and then Iman comes after that. It is not the thing, meaning. Meaning, basically, Quran is starting with those points which in this context, in this context Quran wants to emphasize and wants to, you know, turn the attention of the Arab people to those points. And then Quran uses thumma. Thumma means, and moreover than that, these people, they are from the believers. You know, they become, oh, they became from the believers. Meaning is, not that, you know, they, uh, belief comes after that. Quran wants to make belief in the beginning anyway. 
but because the emphasis here has been on the feeding people and taking the care of the poor people so that why the quran mentioned that and then after that more over that quran mentioned the main point and that is iman thumma kana min alladhina amanu and then he also became like you know like other other, other believers so that understood anyway because quran only can give reward for freeing the slave and feeding the poor people when people already believers so that why that point has come in ardent because that understood and only came ardent to remind the people and to keep, you know keep and think about about that now think really now in in, in our time uh, you know people say that you know now the modern world you know has developed in such a way that you know we don't need all those things you know this sabr and marhama and this and that you know we have moved away from this thing and we have made the world in a way that uh, you know the whole system actually can take care of the people the people don't need to be patient people don't need to kind we have developed a system human system where everybody to we you know we have made for example you know if you in the past it used to happen when you're a traveler you know you do you know how much you can carry so after a while you have to depend on the help of the people but in our time we have made developed you know we have made the thing like that even if you're a traveler you like at home you can book the hotels you have credit you have the you know these bank cards which can you know give you money anywhere whenever you need you don't need people similarly in, you know in, uh, you know in the past people used to they cannot do everything so they used to need the help of the family and the neighbors for many many things but now you know doubt there are so many services you know uh, everywhere you just make a phone call and you know service will happen you pay them so now we don't need uh, you know all those things now our time has come really the people can live without sabr without ramarhama we hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you remember to tune in for the next one for more insightful content in full hd quality on tafsir and other islamic sciences such as hadith fiqh arabic prose grammar and morphology as well as islamic history female scholarship and much much more subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv that's d e e p d e e n.tv don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support please click on the donate button and give whatever you can our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves